Welcome to the Daily Jamingo. I am your host, John Jamingo. Seems like it's been a while since I've done the Daily Jamingo. Let's see. Did I do one? I did one Friday. We didn't do one Monday. Okay, it's Tuesday. Yeah, that's about right. Right? Episode 20. Wow, 20 episodes. You do these things three days a week. They go fast. So last night we recorded the Boomer Bunker, and then afterwards I come in and I take the audio and make the show notes and do all that back-end stuff. And uh, Pugbugger says, it's kind of like masturbating. Kind of becomes a blur. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, producer Mike Pellerita, Rito, we were sitting there and he saw this thing where a house had exploded in Virginia. So he says, holy cow. So I was like, let me take a look at that. So I'm sure you've probably seen this if if you've been alive for the past 24 hours. So uh, here's the police. They are outside the house. They got a search warrant. They're getting ready to come to exercise the search warrant. And uh, it's wee. And that was that. So apparently, this guy, his name was James Yu. He was 56 years old. He's presumed dead. Well, they kind of think they found some body parts. Usually when something like this happens, you find a, uh, a pristine passport, like over three yards over in a neighbor's yard. It was a funny thing about 9-11. Uh, they, when they crashed the planes into the Twin Towers, like three or four blocks away, they found a pristine passport from one of the hijackers. Oh, and when they crashed Flight 93, when it went into the dirt and it was like nothing left, no engines, no nothing, uh, they found a pristine passport of one of the hijackers in one of the trees. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Pop says, former Clinton accountant. Yeah. So the best part of these are the uh, the comments. And someone said, was that a semi-automatic assault gas-burning stove? Hey, honey, you remember to turn the stove off, right? And then the other one was, rumor has it, he had information on Hillary Clinton. And then my favorite is uh, Mike's response. Mike's response was, the guy saw cars parked in front of his driveway and panicked. That's, that's, for, uh, <laughs> that's for a few. That's an inside joke for the former Zaniacs. But uh, yeah, so they're still going to sift through that. I, I'd like to know where he got all the explosives and what was going on with that. What was going on with all those explosives? It's funny to uh, see all this stuff that's going, you know, see the stuff that's actually going on. Like they were just going over there because the guy was shooting off flare guns. Like there were shots and then there were shots fired and not 100%. Not a hunt. Yeah, here's Mike. Here's Mike. They parked in front of his driveway. They fucked around and found out. The police uh, had, was only some minor injuries. He didn't get anybody but but himself, if he got himself at all. He was as if he didn't go out the back door and then, oh, I have no idea. So, yeah, they're still sifting through clues for clues why he did what he did. 
Seems like he's a wackadoo. Well, anybody that has that much something that big that would explode to blow the whole house apart. That's a brick house, too. I mean, that's that's doing something when you take a brick house and just make it into rubble. That's a big bang. Huge bang. Uh, Also, I got a big kick out of this because now this is starting to be – now it starts to be a conspiracy theory. What were they doing? What was he? What was he into? Bob says, "Oh shit, I can't do that." Okay, so what I'm using now is Streamyard. So the Kick Chat and the Rumble Chat won't show up here. The only chat that shows up here is the Twitch chat. So I can't put it on the screen. But Bob says maybe he had a beached whale he was needed to dispose of. He, Bud Vogger says he could have been a fertilizer salesman. Yeah, these are all good things. I don't know. I think it was just a wackadoo that was building a bomb. What kind of bomb was he building? What was he supposed to be doing with it? And now there's no manifesto. Like, we don't know anything about it. Like, everything that was in there is probably in little tiny pieces. So we'll see. Um, Hillary's blaming everything on climate change. Did I just do? Damn it. Why I do that? Share screen. Here's Hillary. She's blaming everything on climate change. Climate change is real, everybody. Those hard drives got destroyed because of climate change. My husband flew to Epstein's Island uh, 40 times because of climate change. I lost the 2016 election because of climate change. My husband cheated on me because of climate change. He literally got his sucked in the Oval Office because of climate change. Even Jeffrey Epstein died because of climate change. It wasn't me. It was definitely climate change. So that's what they're going to do. They're going to blame everything on climate change. But the more that they try to blame this on climate change, you have more people coming out on the other side of this saying that this is all a bunch of bullshit. I don't have- I'm sorry. This is a gentleman from the International Convention Center in Sydney, Australia. This is at CPAC, CPAC Australia in the 2020, this is 2022 conference. So this is about a year ago. I have opinions. I have demonstrable facts. <laughs> these facts are validated and these facts are repeatable. Fact number one, no one has ever shown that human emissions of carbon dioxide drive global warming. Never been shown. And if it could be shown, then you would have to show that the 97% of emissions, which are natural, do not drive global warming. Game over. We are dealing with a fraud. It's a scientific fraud from day one. We hear the propaganda that increases of the gas of life, a trace gas in the atmosphere, will bring a disaster and that we will have runaway global warming. Sorry, folks. We've known for 200 years from chemistry that it's the exact inverse. Now, I'm sure some of you tried this last night at the dinner with a champagne or a beer, and you forgot to drink it, and it warmed up. Guy seems like he's out of breath. 
poor guy. He's, he's, I wonder if he's still alive. Check. It kept bubbling and bubbling and bubbling and bubbling. And that is the inverse solubility of carbon dioxide. We've known that for 200 years. We see it from the ice cores. When we drill into ice, we have chemical fingerprints that tell us what the temperature was, and we have little bits of trapped air. And we can show that when we had natural warming, some 650 to 6,000 years later, we had an increase in carbon dioxide. It's not carbon dioxide drive temperature. It's the exact inverse. Another fraud. All right, so that's from the wideawakemedia.com. We have another gentleman. He was uh, a member of the Peace Corps. And he's, or I'm sorry, not the Peace Corps, Greenpeace, Greenpeace Corps, Greenpeace. Uh, he was one of the co-founders of Greenpeace, Dr. Patrick Moore. And he is talking about what would happen if they actually achieved net zero in carbon munitions. And they're getting away with doing something now. They're going into agriculture and threatening to cut off the supply of food because food is causing global warming. And oh, isn't that nice? Only the billionaires will be able to afford to buy food. And then all the other people will die And because uh, there's not enough food. That's what we're heading for if we continue to listen to these people. And they are about to perpetrate one of the most evil acts in the history of human civilization, which is to cause poverty and starvation to hundreds of people if they go with this net zero. In order to get net zero, we'd have, first off, we'd have to kill all the animals, including ourselves, because we are an emission of CO2. We are talking about the most important things for the survival of ourselves every day, food and energy. There are no two, there are no, nothing else is as important as those two things. Water, right, is part of food. Uh, they haven't decided to cut the water off just yet. But if they go ahead with what they are thinking and planning, they will cause a ruination the likes of which the earth has never seen. Because there are over 8 billion of us, and 4 billion of us depend on nitrogen fertilizer, which they now say is bad because it's a greenhouse gas or whatever. It, it, it isn't actually a greenhouse gas, but they've got some story about how nitrogen uh, in the form of nitrous oxide is going to cause the earth to warm up to unacceptable degrees. It's all completely phony. And so is the campaign against CO2, completely phony. There's nothing to it. It's not a real thing. And yet they have made it into a real thing in the West in particular. Russia, India, and China are busy building coal plants and nuclear plants. Yeah. So again, I go back to, they're trying to kill us all. And then, you know, so, I mean, you can see this with the World Economic Forum. You can see... But they want to keep you all happy, right? Don't look at that. Let's fight with each other over <laughs> transgender. Let's fight with each other over what's going on in Russia and Israel. And let's let's keep at each other because of Trump. Trump never ever support a Trump supporter. You're a communist fascist. Wow. That's quite you know what? When you say something like that, you hurt my feelings. But I say that to say this. 
that if you take and step back and see what's going on, they've been doing this for years. And they're going to have to do – like they have to kill us off, but they can't just say they're going to kill us off. Or they couldn't do something where they would make this plan where they say, well, listen, we got to reduce the population because people would fight that. So what they do is they do little things so you don't know what's going on. They give you the TikTok and they give you – look at this right now. You guys are watching this. This is all part of it. And the reason I say that is because they're not even – they're just – coming right out with it right now. You know what we are? We're useless eaters. That's what we are. In the book, if I understand it correctly, you argue that actually the amazing breakthrough that uh, we are experiencing right now, not only will potentially make our life better, but uh, they will create, and I quote you, new classes and new class struggles, just as the Industrial Revolution mm -hmm. did. Can you elaborate for us? Yes, in the Industrial Revolution, we saw the uh, creation of a new class of the urban proletariat. And much of the political and social history of the last 200 years involved what to do with this class and the new problems and opportunities. Now we see the creation of a new massive class of useless people. As computers become better and better in more and more fields, there is a distinct possibility that computers will outperform us in most tasks and will make humans redundant. And then the big political and economic question of the 21st century will be, what do we need humans for? Or at least, what do we need so many humans for? Whoops. What do we need all these people for? You know, we used to need them to go farm. We needed them to pick everything and farm because you couldn't get a computer to do that. We needed them to put the cars together and put your TVs together and your computers and your iPhones. We needed them to do that. But pretty soon we're going to have robots to do that. So what are we going to need all these people for? And okay, here's the better part. Now that we don't know, need all these people, what the fuck are we going to do with them all? I mean, that's going to take a lot. Got to feed them. Got to house them. Takes energy. Well, this guy's got some thoughts. Have an answer in the book? Um, at present, the best guess we have is uh, keep them happy with drugs and computer games. Drugs <laughs> and computer games. Uh, I know a bunch of people at Discord right now just stood up and started clapping. Yeah, man, I'll take some drugs. I'll take some computer games. Christ, half the people at Discord right now are already on drugs and playing video games. All right, hold on. Stop everything. Odd Dad Out is in the chat, and he just said something. That I, I, I wish I could put it up on the screen, but I can't. He says that Swift is a lesbian with a series of high-profile cover boyfriends. Why? Why would she need to be a... Why, if she was a lesbian, why can't she just be a loud and proud lesbian? I, I don't believe she's a lesbian. I just believe that she picks bad boyfriends. And I'm rooting for Travis. I'm rooting for Travis Kelsey on this one. I, I know, listen, I know people are all upset about this with uh, Travis. They say it's a sham relationship and it's just using to bring the Swifties over to NFL. And I don't know if that's all true, but what the hell? I, I'm rooting for him. I would like to see them get together. I would. Uh, here we go. Um, Budvugger says, an industrial revolution was a lot like the book, The Puppy That Lost Its Way. And um, Budvugger also says, there's a good chance we're already living in a simulation. Really? 
Jesus Christ, if we're living in a simulation, how did I get stuck with this? Bob says that he is a useless smoker. See, Bob's over in in um, Twitch. Twitch I could do this with. And then he also says, how come everyone who, who starts a world war sounds like these people? These people. And then also Bob says that uh, billionaires need kids to screw. He also says that Swift can't suck a good dick. Why our snapper smells like Doritos. Jesus Christ, Bob. Wow. All righty. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, listen, last night, uh, was it was it Monday night or Sunday night? Sunday night, the, the Chiefs lost to the Packers, which was, I couldn't believe that. So that's the first game that the Chiefs have lost that Taylor Swift has attended. So we'll see what happens. Swift wants to be the conductor of the Kelsey train. Possible. Ah, Duchess says that like the Truman Show. Yeah, it's kind of like a simulation. Now, but see, there's actor in the Truman Show. There was actors. Everybody was an actor. The only one that didn't know he was in a simulation was Truman. He was the only one that didn't know what was going on. I, I really, I really liked that movie. I was one of one of my favorite Jim Carrey movies was the Truman Show. It was kind of cool. Uh so right now, only billionaires will be able to buy food, and the rest of us will basically die or eat bugs, because bugs are coming. Bug food is coming. They already have bug flour. They already It's called high-protein flour made from crushed-up bugs. Get ready for your bug muffins. Your muffins. <laughs> your bug muffins. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I, uh, I've been predicting this, and we're seeing more and more of this. So I, and I keep telling people, and they just look at me like I'm a moron, like most people. But I mean, how can you not see it? I mean, they're doing everything. Like they're, they're taking land away from the Netherlands, the farmers. The farmers started protesting. They, they put them in, basically put them in jail. They're going to take their land. Bill Gates owns more farmland. He owns the most farmland in the United States. What the fuck does he need farmland? That guy, he probably don't even know how to plant and keep a tomato plant, but he has all this farmland. For what? For what? And we're just sitting around here because, you know, we right now, we got all, you know, you go to the grocery store right now, you get whatever you want. Wait till that stops. Wait till we start having food shortages. We'll see what happens. Then all of a sudden, your fat buddy over here, I'll have all, you know, I'll last the longest, hopefully. Uh, Budfucker says, depending on what type of flour you use, chances are you already have had a bug muffin. <laughs> bug muffin. <laughs> all right. That's the title of the episode, Bug Muffins. The, lo- the latest stage of gluten-free bread, cricket toast. You know something? I- God damn it. I hate to say this, but, you know, when you're trying to cut out carbs... And bugs are protein, and bug flour would be low-carb, high-protein. You know something? <laughs> I ha- Okay. If I might have to try some bug muffins, I might have to try to take some bug flour and see if it actually works like regular flour. Like, we're already using nut flour, like you got almond flour. and But the th- problem with almond flour is that everything tastes like an almond. You know, I've already had like almond flour brownies and stuff like that. And there's a, 
and almond flour. And Bob, Bob, you're a disgusting piece of shit. I'm not even putting that up there. God damn, Bob, with your what? You know something? Here's the thing about Bob. He's he's basically turned loose now as almost a single man, and he is the horniest toad I think I've seen. I've never seen somebody as horny as Bob has been lately. God, he's like a he's he's in the rut right now. He's chasing tail. He's chasing those split tail beavers. <laughs> Damn. Uh, can't be worse than cauliflower pizza crust. Yeah. You know, I've tried some cauliflower pizza crust. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> Buttfucker says if the crap eats the fan, Duchess and him are coming over to eat me. What's up? <laughs> What's up with that? I can't even run away. Split-tailed beavers. You never heard of the split-tailed beavers? <laughs> I think that was a cartoon on Nickelodeon back in the 90s, split-tailed beavers. Sugarwater says, never eat a muff with bugs in it. It's not a bug muffin. It's not a muffin with bugs. It's a muffin made out of bugs. There's a little bit of a difference. Just saying. Uh, Congress was in session the other day. And one of the gentlemen, one of the congressmen went off on the Biden family. And so here's the thing with the Bidens. The amount of evidence that they have with what the sh with shit's going on, if any, you, me, anyone else had this much, ev much evidence of what's going on, we'd be in jail. We'd be arrested, wouldn't we? Wouldn't there be some more? Well... I don't know how right now, I don't know if they're going to put him up for impeachment. They should. They really should. I mean, with this much information that they have going on, it's, it's ridiculous. But let's take a listen to the gentleman as he talks about what's, what they found so far, so far with the Bidens. Mr. Speaker, President Biden consistently has stated that he never discussed businesses with Hunter Biden's associates. That is a lie. Let me repeat that for even for the colleagues across the aisle. It is a lie. Throughout our extensive investigation and from the lips of credible witnesses, it is abundantly clear that the Biden family business is Joe Biden. Let me emphasize, there is no Biden family business except for Joe Biden's 40 plus year career in Washington, D.C. That has been the family business. As a member of the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability, we have followed the paper trail. We've conducted our investigation by the book. We have discovered damning evidence, and we continue to do so every day. Our investigation has led to some alarming and eye-opening findings, which point to the president's knowledge and involvement in illegal business transactions. For example, in 2018, James Biden, the president's brother, received $600,000 in a loan from AmeriCorps, a financially distressed, failing rural hospital operator. Bankruptcy court documents suggested that James Biden received these loans based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors in the Middle East based on his political connections. Now, we all know James Biden doesn't have political connections. Joe Biden, his brother, has political connections. Specifically, AmeriCorps wired a $200,000 loan 
into the accounts of James and Sarah Biden. Here's what makes the evidence damning. On the same day, James Biden wrote a $200,000 check from the same account addressed to his brother, Joe Biden. And for the American people, the brother of James Biden is the president of the United States. Next example is an email obtained by the committee from a Hunter Biden associate mentioning that 10% of the relevant joint venture that held by Hunter for the big guy, 10% of a, of a relevant joint venture was held for the big guy. At this point in the committee's investigation, we've established that Joe Biden is the big guy through the web of transactions that purposefully tried to hide the big guy's involvement. Let me stress again that Joe Biden is the Biden family business. Let me illustrate an example of the confusing web of transactions. A Chinese company sent $5 million to a joint venture between Hunter and an associate. That same day, the joint venture sent $400,000 to an entity that Hunter Biden controls alone. Less than a week later, Hunter Biden wired $150,000 from this entity to a company owned by James Biden and Sarah Biden, James Biden, the president's brother. Sarah Biden later withdrew fifty thousand dollars from the same company less than a week later sarah wrote a personal check to joe biden aka the big guy aka the president of the united states for forty thousand dollars ten percent of the four hundred thousand that was mentioned in the email by the associate to hunter biden another example i mean it goes on for another four minutes if this was i mean donald trump is on trial for four if he gets convicted of everything he's in he'll be in jail for 400 years and and they're they're burying him but they can't they, apparently joe biden's untouchable i listen i think they should blow the top off of all this bullshit i believe that they need to our government is corrupt from the fucking root all the way up and it needs to be ripped out it needs to be stopped and they use the three-letter agencies to protect them. That's what's going on right here. So, Bob, I understand that you're over here in Twitch and you want me to put this stuff up here, but I am not not putting some of this filthy, filthy shit that you put in the chat over on Twitch. I refuse. How dare you? Hi, vey. Uh, today, in Congress... There's a uh, they had a hearing and it's all about the anti-Semitism that's going on in college campuses. So they had the president of Harvard, Harvard, and uh, one of the congresswomen went after it pretty hard. This was this was actually pretty good. A Harvard student calling for the mass murder of African-Americans is not protected free speech at Harvard, correct? Our commitment to it's free a yes speech. or no. See I, again, you ask them a yes or no question, and all of a sudden they go into our commitment. Blah 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 blah. blah. Question: Is that corrected? Is that okay for students to call for the mass murder of African Americans at Harvard? Is that protected free speech? Our commitment to free speech. It's a yes extends. or no question. Let me ask you this. You are president of Harvard, so I assume you're familiar with the term intifada, correct? Isn't that one of the new appetizers at Applebee, the infatada? It's kind of like a mushroom pastry 
Or maybe it's like a, it's got like locks and cream cheese and a fittata, isn't it? Isn't that what that is? I've heard that term, yes. And you understand that the use of the term intifada in the context of the Israeli-Arab conflict is indeed a call for violent armed resistance against the state of Israel, including violence against civilians and the genocide of Jews. Are you aware of that? God damn it. I was wrong. Bob says five ninety dollars infatadas on Wednesday, 2 to 5 p.m. <laughs> infatadas. How dare you? Um I'm sorry. I got I got to back into this again. That type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. And there have been multiple marches at Harvard with students chanting, quote, there is only one solution, Intifada revolution, and quote, globalize the Intifada. Is that correct? I've heard that thoughtless, reckless, and hateful language on our campus. Yes. So based upon your testimony, you understand that this call for Intifada is to commit genocide against the Jewish people in Israel and globally, correct? I will say again, that type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. Do you believe that type of hateful speech is contrary to Harvard's code of conduct or is it allowed at Harvard? It is at odds with the values of Harvard. Can you not say here that it is against the code of conduct at Harvard? Here's where the bullshit comes in, because she knows this is against the code of conduct. If you are in Harvard and you have, I don't know, you have a sign and you basically say that you're carrying a sign that men can't be women and women can't be men, they will throw you out of Harvard. If you were in high school and accepted to Harvard and you had a sign saying men can't be women and women can't be men, they would remo- they would re- uh, revoke they would revoke your admittance to Harvard. So there is a code of conduct that they're not, and she knows this right now. It's checkmate right here, and all she's doing is moving her king from one side to the other. She there's nowhere she can go. There's it's checkmate in three moves here, and she's trying to talk her way out of this. But there's no way you can talk. There, if you held a sign, if you went out there at Harvard and had a sign that said "All Lives Matter," all right, they would throw you out of Harvard. If you said that trans women should not be allowed in women's sports, they would throw you out. All right, because that's their that's their religion. If you would say that the COVID vaccine does not prevent the spread of COVID. You would be thrown out. I mean, these are things you cannot say. But if you go and say, you know, I want an empanada, an Israel, you know, a Jewish empanada, then the next thing you know, they'll throw you right out of. It's okay to do that. From the river to the sea, Palestine sh- shall be free. It's okay to say this against Jews. It's okay to go and follow Jewish students. And hold signs and not allow you know, cr- crowd around them, and and basically threaten them, and not let them get to class, and and make Jewish students afraid to go out and camp, you know, alone at the campus. That's fine. They're you know that's they're allowed to do that. I would love to see a bunch of conservative students follow a trans or a non-binary student. And with with the opposite rhetoric and see how fast they're thrown out of that college. It'd be immediate. 
Bob says, if this woman had a father, she wouldn't be like this. So, yeah, she's boxed in right here. So, and we still have a little bit. And I love the way that she's twisting the wind here because she, and I guess by the look of her, I don't even know if it is a she. Could be a they, 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 them. We embrace a commitment to free expression, even of views that are objectionable, offensive, hateful. It's when that speech crosses into conduct that violates our policies against bullying, harassment. Does that speech and not cross that barrier? Does that speech not call for the genocide of Jews and the elimination of Israel? When you testify that you understand that is the def definition of intifada. Is that speech, speech according to the code of conduct or not? We embrace a commitment to. It's a lie. That is a fucking lie. They don't see. Here's the thing. If they would allow free speech on this campus, then I would say that these the people are allowed to protest, uh, you know, against Israel. I have no problem with that. None. As long as they don't take and threaten the students. I have no problem with them protesting against Israel. But to do that, you also have to allow students to protest against uh, trans women participating in women's sports. No one gives a shit if a trans male participates in a male sport. No one cares. It's like, yeah, okay, come on. <laughs> Shirts and skins, let's go. No one cares because there's, there's not an advantage for a biological female to come into a male sport. It's not, you know, it's not a, it's not an advantage, but the other way around, it's a big, huge advantage. Everybody knows this. And she's sitting here trying to say that there's free speech on this campus. It's bullshit. She's lying. She is lying. And I don't know if she's under oath or not, but she's definitely lying. Uh, Bob says, tell them to shut the fuck up and get back to making sandwiches. Bob, how sexist. Bob Vargas says, you know that both of their women parts are quivering because they're, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> they've turned OB. Come on. Free expression and give a wide berth to free expression, even of views that are objectionable. You and I both and know that's offensive. not the case. You were aware that Harvard ranked dead last when it came to free speech. Are you not aware of that report? As I observed earlier. I reject that characterization. It's the of data our shows it's true. And isn't it true that Harvard previously rescinded multiple offers of admissions for applicants and accepted freshmen for sharing offensive memes, uh, racist statements, sometimes as young as 16 years old? Did Harvard not rescind those offers of admission? You just want, you almost want to hear her go, gah, gah. That long predates my time as president. But you so understand that Harvard made that decision. Oh, now she said, oh, that wasn't when I was there. Decision to rescind those offers of admission. I have no reason to contradict the facts as you present them. Correct, because it's a fact. You're also aware that a Winthrop House faculty dean was let go over, he, over who he chose to legally represent, correct? That was while you were dean. That is an incorrect characterization of what transpired. What's the characterization? I'm not going to get into details about a personnel matter. I can't say because I'll look like a dumb bitch if I open my mouth and tell you the actual facts of why a teacher who, who was a, a lawyer 
represented somebody and we actually had him fired because he represented somebody that's not on our team. I can't say that. I can't I can't tell you that. I'll look like a jackass. Although she does look like a jackass already. Well, let me ask you this. Will admissions offers be rescinded or any disciplinary action be taken against students or applicants who say from the river to the sea or intifada advocating for the murder of Jews? As I've said, that type of hateful, reckless, offensive speech is personally abhorrent to me. And today that when no action will be taken. What action will be taken? When speech crosses into conduct that violates our policies, including policies against bullying, harassment, or intimidation. You know, it's funny. When people go on campus, like um, Charlie Kirk or Ben Shapiro or Dr. Jordan Peterson, and the, you know they are considered, that's considered hate speech. That's an action. Hate speech, they consider that an action. But now all of a sudden, when it's their team, it's, oh, well, you know, we're not going to do anything. Of course, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything about this. It's okay to hate the Jews. It's okay to hate the Jews. It's only, there's only the Jews. What if a bunch of Jewish people got together? Not that they would, but, but let's, let's say, let's get crazy. Let's say a, a bunch of Jewish people came on and started protesting Hamas. Would they be? Would they be allowed to do that? I don't think so. Bob's right. They have a double standard. So, well, Touches is saying, yeah, that suit is awful. <laughs> That's, you know what? Your haircut looks like shit, and I don't like that suit. Looks terrible on you. We take action, and we have robust disciplinary processes that allow us to hold individuals accountable. Liar. Action has been taken against students who are harassing and calling for the genocide of Jews on Harvard's campus. I can assure you we have robust What actions have been taken? I'm not asking. actions underway. I, I'm asking what actions have been taken against given, those students. Given students' rights to privacy and our obligations under FERPA, I will not say more about any specific cases other than to reiterate that processes are ongoing. Well, you know, I, I, I touch this thing and it goes off at, the, at any time. I hit the button. Liar. Damn it. <laughs> Soundboard. Do you know what the number one hate crime in America is? Oh, oh, me, me, me. Just kidding. I know that over the last couple of months, there has been an alarming rise of anti-Semitism, which I understand is the critical topic that we are here to discuss. That's correct. It is anti-Jewish hate crimes. And Harvard ranks the lowest when it comes to protecting Jewish students. This is why I've called for your resignation and your testimony today, not being able to answer with moral clarity, speaks volumes. I yield back. Two snaps in us, half a swirl. <laughs> Jesus. I, I like a good old-fashioned cat fight. That was a good old-fashioned cat fight. I mean, in any business, if the head of the business, if the president of the business went and was made to look like the ass that this president from Harvard was made to look like, they would be fired. They would be removed. 
Not there. She'll still she'll still have a job. She'll still have a job. All right. Last story. Texas. Now, back in the 80s, when uh, the, the, the government, the government passed a bill or law where they could not, the pharmaceutical companies could not be sued for vaccines. All right. Texas found a way around that. And uh, the attorney general of Texas, Paxton, I can't remember his first name. He is suing. He's suing the pharmaceutical companies for these vaccines. And right now, it looks like he's got a few doses in them as as we speak. That's an unfortunate (laughs) uh, freeze frame right there. He was on the Tudor Dixon Show podcast. And uh, this is what he had to say. Uh, the federal government long ago, back in, I think, the, the, the 80s, passed a law that gave protection to pharmaceutical companies when they provided vaccines. There's no liability, complete protection. However, under state law, uh, they don't have those same protections. We have a Deceptive Trade Practices Act, and that's what we're suing mm-hmm. them under, arguing that they did not tell our consumers in Texas the truth and therefore, there are damages because they, they didn't tell the truth about the effectiveness or the potential side effects of the vaccine. And I, we were just talking, something you said really struck me. You said, I noticed that when they were pushing it really hard and they were saying, we're only safe if we all get it, even though historically we're safe if we get it, that we shouldn't care about what everybody else is doing. That was kind of that first red flag that was raised for you. But the real kicker here is that they said it was something like 95% effective. And then people who got the vaccine were getting sick right away, right? That's what you're suing. For. Yeah, it, because we think the number 95% was not a true number. It wasn't an accurate number. It wasn't a reliable number. And they knew it. That's our argument. They knew that it wasn't a reliable number. And therefore, they misled consumers about the effectiveness. So people are making healthcare decisions that are pretty important. And they're taking on a vaccine that hasn't really been tested. And we don't know the, the, the long-term effects. Yet they knew some of those potential side effects and they knew that it wasn't 95% effective. And so people are making their decisions based on believing that Pfizer is telling them the truth. And of course, then the Biden administration came in and started threatening people with their jobs. And we had other you know cities and states doing the same thing, forcing people to get this vaccine. And it was based on false information. And that's a real problem because it has long-term consequences for consumers in Texas. What could be the outcome of a lawsuit like this? Well, for us, it's uh, for every violation, which potentially is every time they they lied or every time it affected a consumer, it's $10,000 per violation. That number can add up pretty fast because since we have, you know, 30 million people. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I think we've got a legitimate chance of at least getting more information about what they actually uh, which what what they actually knew at the time and what they told consumers at the time. And if those were not true, there are damages associated with that. One of the good things about this litigation is it, it's going to bring out information that the public hasn't known. And we're going to make sure that information yeah. gets out. So at the very least, whether we win or lose, I think we're going to win. And, and potentially we'd have yeah. we'd have other lawsuits. But at the very least, the public can go, wait a minute, I'm going to be a little uh, I'm going to be a lot more hesitant to trust the Biden administration next time or any other government entity that tells me I have to get it or I'm going to lose my job or I have to get that pressure didn't add up. There you go. So it's going to be interesting to follow that lawsuit. 
you're going to have to really dig to file that lawsuit. You know why? Because the mainstream media won't cover it. They're not. I, I'm not sorry. I'm not going to call them the mainstream media anymore. I'm going to call them the corporate media because they're not mainstream. They are not going to cover this. And we've been shouting. We had a, the Boomer Bunker had our YouTube channel permanently suspended because we were saying this shit two years ago that the, the vaccine did not stop the spread. If you it didn't stop you from getting it and it didn't stop you from spreading it. And YouTube was like, that's medical misinformation. Okay, bitch. Now it's not medical mis misinformation. We get our channel back? No. Why can't we get our channel back? I'm not going to talk to you. It's the same thing with Twitch. Tried to get our channel back from Twitch. And I, you know, I said, hey, you know, Bob put up a thing. It was on 9-11. In the background, he had the towers that after they were hit by the planes. It wasn't a call to action for terrorists. It was basically a... Uh, you know, a, a support, you know, supporting of the people that died in that attack. It wasn't that we were trying to incite violence or anything like that. Nope, sorry. I couldn't even submit a, I couldn't even submit an appeal to this. It's like, fuck you. So we'll figure with, we'll figure out what to do with that. Bob says the legacy media and uh, it was Ken Paxton. Thank you, Bob. So anyhow. That's that. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got for you today. Go fuck you all. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you for hanging out here with me. Oh, I know one thing I want to do here. I, I put this here. Look at this. Uh, there's the links to our Discord. There's also a voicemail there, 856-477-1935. If you want to send me a text or if you want to send me a voice message, I'll play it on here. I'll read the text. And also, I started a Facebook page for this show. It is the Daily Jamingo. If you could go over there and like that, I'd appreciate it. And if you're watching this, you know, whatever platform you're watching, give us a like, give us, give me a follow. Make sure you follow me. Uh, I will be back here tomorrow. You know, it's funny with, since we've moved the Boomer Bunker to Thursday, I can't seem to get, can't seem to get used to that. So I'll be back here tomorrow uh, at five o'clock and we'll do another Daily Jamingo. Then Thursday, Back to the Boomer Bunker. And on Friday, I'll do a Daily Jamingo. Because I love you guys. I appreciate you hanging out here with me. All right. I will talk to you guys later. Have a great day. That's it. I'm just getting into it. <laughs>